Matt, today is the NFL draft. And as much as uh, I would like to spend the next hour reviewing who the Cowboys will and will not pick, we will not uh, do that because no one will, at least the people that want to listen to this podcast would not listen to this podcast. But it got me thinking, you know, Matt, if we were to build a cloud startup, I think we should maybe do, we'll do a couple draft picks. Who would we kind of (laughs) assemble, right, in the spirit of the NFL draft? Uh, And we're going to go ahead and take ourselves out of it because, of course, we would appoint ourselves and we would give ourselves like millions of dollars in stock options. But for the purposes of this exercise, we're going to disqualify ourselves and uh, we're going to try to be as objective as possible. So we think of it, you know, um, if we put ourselves on the clock and we think we're starting uh, a cloud startup and we've got to draft someone, uh, a man or woman to come in and, and help us get it started. I think we'll do maybe five picks. To, to construct a, our founding team. And I think we, I'm going to throw out that we start with the CEO. The CEO yeah. is probably the most important thing, whether we like that or not. We can maybe, maybe we could debate that and maybe a different team of people would, would start with the potentially sales or potentially the product, but not us. We're, we're going right here at the CEO. And I believe I'm going to throw it out. I want your opinion. If we're drafting and everyone's available, you know, everyone, we can do it. Everyone, I think, everyone. I, I, I think, the number one draft picked will have to be Andy Jassy. I, I believe that is, I believe we go right in, we go in and we spend most right. of our salary cap on right. getting. I, I guess you're picking first. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm first, picking I'm first. Picking second. I'm, I'm taking Andy Jassy. And maybe we can do it collaboratively. We'll just no, say, like, you, you, you can uh, have Andy Jassy. I got mine. I, I think so. Now, it's one of these things, though. I'm going to take Jassy, but I know, like, he would probably almost immediately fire me. So I need to, like, put myself in like, an investor <laughs> position or something because he'd be like, where's the six-page oh, memo? I'm like, I don't yeah. know. I don't like to write as much. But I think he's the definitive number one pick. He's the Trevor Lawrence, if you will, the, the Peyton Manning, the Tom Brady. Of, I don't know. Uh, I'm looking at a Tom Brady, uh, somebody who's been around the, the block a little longer. All right. All right. He's, so he's got I'm the a- ring. He's, okay. got the, he's got the track record. All right, who are you going? You're okay. You're building. Y'all got you go second pick. Who, who are you Cook. taking to start your Cam company? Cook. Bring it. <laughs> I don't know. I feel good about me. I mean, I think you know. The, the I, I don't know. It depends what we're guy. going into, right? It depends I'm, what we're building. I'm just saying, Mel Kuyper says he's a hardware guy. I'm a software guy. Like I run a software based mm-hmm. system. You know, I think you're. I think you got to really think hard about bringing in Tip Con into I'm, a I'm cloud startup. Who, who's who's got the track record for managing? all the supply lines and, you know, keeping the ship afloat. Uh, you know, they're like, oh, what's going to happen after, you know, Steve Jobs is gone and, you know, Apple's done all right. Okay. Yeah. So okay. Uh, I, I, I think I, I feel good about my pick either way. Right. Okay. You like it. You, you, you feel like he's flexible. He can work in a lot of different systems is what I, I'm, I'm, I, I think he's, he's a, an excellent operator. He's, he's, he knows, he knows what the offense is capable of. He's going to work in the system and he's going to maximize it. Just okay. Like All right. I like it. Okay. I like your pick. I mean, can't argue with it. I mean, no. And, and big Auburn guy. Big Auburn guy. That's right. <laughs> that's right. War, War Eagle. Okay. So you're going to go Tim Cook. All right. All right. Next up. So I got my CEO. I think got to have a product next, right? Mm. I think, I mean, oh, well, that's where I I mean, I'm going to go. I'm thinking product. And I want you to help me. Like I want to actually, you know, call in because you're really a better scout here. It's like, I feel like I got to get somebody off the Kubernetes, you know, uh, original team. So with that, like, would I go Joe, is it Joe Beta? Beta? Is is that the right, like, who, like, which person there's, because there's three, right? And that's always a little tough. Like, who really do you think would be like, 
can pull this product and really code it up. I don't need someone to talk about it because we're such an early thing. We need somebody that can actually get in there and just be like, I'm going to spend six months building this. And I'm going to make it happen. So that would be my guess, but I want your opinion. Like, where would you yeah. go? Yeah, I mean, I assume, <laughs> I assume, given our audience and you know the topics, we're we're in the cloud native space. Um, we're not just building, you know, consumer industry. So, so maybe maybe Tim Cook wasn't the best pick. <laughs> hey, you go but, your way. I'm gonna let you. Pick yeah, this yeah, yeah. But, but, but no, I, I I think somebody's got their finger on the pulse. They they know they they have a strong vision for you know what the future is and ostensibly how to get there. I mean, um, I, I think, uh, I think Joe's uh, fingers are all over like what VMware has been up to. Um, I think most people agree with that. Uh, I'm going to take, I think it's going to be controversial. I think there are other potential uh, people in the Kubernetes that I'm missing, but I'm going to, I think he, he's going to be my product person. I'm going to get him in. He's going to make it happen. So, okay. So I'm going to take him as my number two pick now. Okay, Matt, where are you going? Where are you going to go? I don't know, man. Um, you gotta get a product or sales. You got, I mean, that's that's the obvious thing. You gotta fill out your roster at least here. Yeah, yeah. I think um, whew, um product or sales. Uh I, I, probably, way, I guess. No, I mean uh, you're right. You know, you have to have something to sell, uh, or you have to have somebody who can sell whatever you come up with. <laughs> and <laughs> the other. I, you know, I, I, I think uh, this this caught me a little bit flat-footed. Uh, I wasn't, I, I didn't know the draft was today. I feel like, is that, hey, is that get how on the Cowboys work? Because, you know, they, they, the they're surprised States. that there's a draft today? That's right. Just because <laughs> you leave the United States doesn't mean you, you, it, we, we forget about our sports. But go ahead. <laughs> um, I'm going to grab, I'm going to grab somebody from sales. Uh, I'm going to, can, can I demote a CEO? Yeah, go for it. Okay, I'll take Benny off. <laughs> Nice. He hits kind of too, too, you know, he, he's got a strong product view and obviously he's got the sales background. I like it. I like it. Now I do. I say like, I like what you're assembling great talent. And I gotta be honest with you, culture. I'm a little worried about, I'm a little worried about the culture that, of your team because there's like, there's some pretty strong personalities with maybe undefined roles a little bit. I mean, not, not to criticize another man's team, but it is, it is looking a little bit top heavy, shall we say? I it's a uh what do they call it a, a team of equals or you know um I, I'm, I'm building i'm building i'm building the nets what's going on here okay i like it there you go or the warriors hey, yeah i like it uh, hey listen hey man you know if, if kevin durant can't win you know who knows maybe benny i'll fix it. all right i like your pick i like your thing all right well i got my i got my uh ceo got my product person um i gotta have someone out there talking about it though I gotta have somebody out there that's going to be, you know, evangelizing it. So I'm going to, this is a real safe pick. This is like taking a, a solid left tackle. I'm taking Kelsey Hightower, taking him, ah, I'm taking yeah. him as my evangelist. Everyone loves Kelsey Hightower. He'll, he'll play, he'll play for 20 years. He'll be perfect. He'll be giving us customer feedback and he'll be really empathetic to the audience. So I'm, I'm bringing him in as my number three to go, help me go evangelize and build up my community. So that's, that's where I'm going. What about you? Where are you going in your third pick? That's pretty solid. Um, I, I'm going to go with uh, with Ashley McNamara. Um, or, oh, sorry, oh. Ashley Willis. Ashley Willis. My, my. Recently, we should say in real life, I guess we'll say like a free agent signing, right? Because yeah, yeah. she just moved from Microsoft to Google. Isn't that the Team, word? Team Google, right? So mm-hmm. she and Kelsey and, and Nathan and, you know, they're they're building uh, – the evangelism team over there, you know, uh, she's, she's got some marketing background. Uh, I like it. 
She's got good experience. She's been in a couple of different places, right? Knows a bunch of different playbooks. I think I think that's a good. I had her on my list. I'm a little disappointed. You like that's now. After, <laughs> well, I, you, you got to keep rounding it off my board right now. Yep. Taking her off the board. That's a little. I'm a little disappointed that you you. I didn't think you would be prepared to say her. So I'm a little dis. I'm happy that you got in there, but a little disappointed. All right, with the fourth pick, I think. I got it. We got to get out. We got to have someone in marketing. I don't want a traditional marketer. I want someone who's making noise. I want someone who's out there making <laughs> noise for us. So I think their only obvious choice, Corey Quinn out of the Duckbell Group. Now, Corey will probably have a very short tenure because uh, Andy Jassy will fire him less than a year. <laughs> but what I'm thinking is Corey Quinn comes in as kind of that startup CMO, creates a ton of noise potentially controversy he gets the word out and that's what's going to help us build the pipeline and then we send kelsey out out there to like calm everyone down make it make them feel uh, everyone feel good so i'm taking Corey quinn as i know you probably wouldn't even like to be considered a marker, yeah, he, he, yeah he's him. like what are you doing to me what are you doing i mean if, if we're taking people against their will and sticking them in marketing well, that, i'm going that's elon draft. Musk. that's what a draft is that's, 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 that's my draft i'm putting elon musk in charge of marketing Oh man, I don't. Oh wow, wow, that's your wow. That is your wow. That's, I guess it's your third or fourth pick. Okay, your team. I so let's just recap. You have Kim Cook, Mark Benioff, the, the steady hands running there. the ship in sales. And, I think and Ashley's product. already quit this job. I don't think Ashley's. I, I think she's going to fail to report to oh, him. Yeah. I think she, she doesn't I have patience. I would not come though. to this this group of people. And then Elon Musk on the. I mean, hey, wow, you're going to you tell some, me somebody who makes more noise. For, for 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 less dollars all right i'm gonna leave that there we'll maybe hit on it a little bit later i i'm like i'm a little shocked by it all right so the final one is i feel like we need um really down to two people i'm thinking about like i want someone out there helping with strategy knows the market i think um somebody of course that likes podcast right so i was gonna go mad assa here but i'm gonna go off i'm gonna go with our uh good friend brian gracely from the cloudcast because i think he's just he's just a, a a pillar of calmness right he's always very calm he has the sunday afternoon show it's just finds it very mellow he's also very knowledgeable seems to know a lot of people so i think he's like an operator i think he's an operator within industry so that's how i'm going to round out my team i'm going to take gracely and of course he runs podcasts and that's what's you know the most important medium is podcast so that's going to be my five that i'm going to take and i'm anxious to hear who you take your team out with. I, I don't know. I think your team needs some with? kind of counseling as the final. You oh, need yeah. an HR person. Can you imagine the offsites? Oh, it's going to oh, be so okay. good. Okay. All right. So, so I'm, I'm bringing in pick, for engineering. I'm bringing in uh, Werner Vogels. Uh, he's going to oh. be my oh. engineering. He's going to, he's going to make sure that the, you know, the, the, the product is shipping where, 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 whatever the, these people come up with, he's going to put it together. And uh, you know, Elon's going to sell it. Uh, we, you know, it's we're we're gonna have like the the top sales. We got the the CEO, the steady handed CEO and product, you know, and then the crazy stuff happens in the middle. All right, listen, I think you have definitely built a team of incredible potential and talent, but I just don't know. I don't know with with, with a payroll of like forty eight billion dollars. <laughs> I mean, your team really could make hundreds of potentially trillions of dollars, or your team could could. Uh, result in massive, you know massive what though? Lawsuits. My my team is going to get some books written about them. <laughs> yes, yes, you will. I tell you that. Uh, I for sure on my team, I will have Brian. Uh, 
uh, be podcasting about your company. That will be another <laughs> way that we'll see, be making see, money. That, that's, 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 that's Elon's key, right? He's got everyone else talking about him. He does. And I don't know if that's all right. All right. Well, that's good. So, you know, let us know. I'd love to hear uh, people can email us or more importantly, go in the Slack and maybe you can pick five people to start uh, your cloud company and and we'll critique it um, (laughs) like, like I did to Matt's. So, but Matt, in real news, there's been an incredible amount of news again this week, huge movements in the industry, but we, we are lucky enough to break news no announcement, something no one has heard about in the entire industry. You have recently taken a new job. So forget sure. about Twitter. Forget about Netflix. Forget about the earnings. Matt Ray is on the move. So Matt Ray, would you please announce to the world in an exclusive news-breaking event on, here on Software Defined Talk where you will be continuing your career? I, I, I'm, taking, uh, I'm taking my talents to... Uh, uh, I'm, I've joined uh, Stackwatch, uh, the makers of KubeCost. Um, so depending on what you call them, they're either KubeCost or Stackwatch, but that's uh, that's where I started. Maybe we should start there. What should we call the? I know this company as KubeCost myself, but like, yeah. what should I, what is the correct name to be referred so, to? So it's kind of like, kind of like Alphabet having Google, right? Uh, Stackwatch <laughs> has a KubeCost in case they need to, uh, you know, free it, give it up, uh, give it to a foundation or something. So uh, my email address is at KubeCost. So okay. I like when I'm you... talking, when I'm talking, when I when I try to explain the name of KubeCost, I switch back to Stackwatch because it's a lot easier to you know for non-cloud native people. I'm like, okay, cloud. You know, we do uh, cloud financials, and they're like, whew, and they're like, how do I pronounce KubeCost? I'm like, Stackwatch. <laughs> <laughs> well, first, I like the that you immediately compare your company, your new company, to like, oh, it's like Google, a trillion dollar or Alphabet, a trillion hey, hey, dollar company you know, with know. multiple divisions. You're like, yeah, you know, it's the same. It's almost exactly. I mean, right the now same. we've got one division, but soon, you know, we'll have a uh, automated. So you have balloons. Package. We have balloons. Yeah. That's we'll have, what we'll I have balloons. Know. Yeah. All right. For those of us not in the know, and I guess yeah. you know, I know you just started, so I guess we're almost doing like a mock interview yep. here. It's like. What exactly does cube cost? I'm going to call it cube cost. What cube does cost. cube cost uh, actually do? So it's a uh, uh, cloud spend monitoring. Um, it starts as a, a service you run inside your Kubernetes clusters and you hook it into your cloud billing and it uh, provides insight into how efficient your uh, cloud uses it usage is and so um, as you're like driving around on the dashboard you can see um you know hey uh you're spending you know ten thousand dollars a month on uh ec2 instances and looking at cpu and ram uh you're nine percent efficient um so you see like i'm overspending or you know and then it provides like uh recommendations it has like a recommendation engine for uh ways to improve the efficiency of your spend um and it's not just Kubernetes, right? So it, uh, I mean, it, it, it's, you know, it runs inside Kubernetes, so that's probably going to be there. But um, it's looking at like, you know, S3 buckets and, you know, some of the other services that you're consuming and using. Uh, and it just looks for ways to like knock, you know, 20, 30, 40% off your uh, cloud bill. Nice. Okay. So let's, we'll do the basic questions here. Does it support all the major clouds really being? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, AWS, Azure, GCP. Okay. Um, and, and then of course we're working on, uh, it, it's, it's open source, 
but mm-hmm. uh, we're definitely working on um, the other providers, uh, you know, Ali, Alibaba and Oracle and, you know, bring your own and whatever it may be. Okay. And so what do we like, how do we deploy this baby? Is it a software as a service SaaS model? Do we got to like, you know, put some stuff in our, uh, whatever AWS environment to like get the cost? Like, what do we have to do? How do we get this, this working? Um, yeah, you, uh, uh, currently, um, you install it to your Kubernetes cluster, um, or clusters and, uh, you know, we, we, um, you know, it connects like your Prometheus and, and, and whatnot and, and, uh, you know, pulls all those metrics together and gives you a, a dashboard in your, uh, Kubernetes cluster. Okay. Um, yeah, and that's, that's probably recommendations with, it'll just tell yeah, me. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, it, it's, it's got a UI and, um, you know, it, it shows you, Hey, here's the things that, uh, we recommend, and you can drill down into, you can slice and dice your data anyway, right? You can look at namespaces, you can look at pods, you can look at, you know, per, um, you know, uh, it's got a, a lot, a lot of ways to slice and dice. So, you know, last week y'all were talking about Excel and everything. And I could just, uh-huh. you know, I could see that model in my head of like, you know, pivot tables on pivot tables of ways to, to look at all this data. Um, Cause there's a lot going on there. There's a, a tremendous amount of data there. And uh, it's fascinating, right? It, it's fascinating to see like the patterns, you know, cause I, I what I've been doing is I've been watching, um, uh, customer calls, you know, re- recordings of like onboarding sessions with customers and, you know, watching the walkthrough of like, you know, oh, you installed mm-hmm. it. It's been gathering metrics for two weeks. Let's look at what we found. And so you get to see like customers, you know, of all sizes, you know, people spend in, um, you know, $3 million a month on AWS and, you know, people spend in, you know, a hundred, you know, $200 a month on AWS or, you know, GCP <laughs> or whatever. And, you know, it, it's just like, you know, Hey, do you know that you have, you know, 7,000, you know, instances that are, you know, that are orphaned, that are just sitting there or, you know, all these EBS volumes that aren't doing anything. So, you know, I've, I've been, um, you know, a big fan of like, uh, you know, Corey Quinn's work over at uh, Platypus and um, I mean, at Duckbill. Uh, and, and so, you know, now that like I'm peeling back the covers and seeing that world, it's like, this is cool. <laughs> nice, nice. And what, what is, I guess we should ask this early on, like what exactly are you going to be doing there? What is your quote unquote job title? Uh, I am a, a, a customer success manager. So um, my role is uh, our larger accounts um, to get, you know, special individualized attention. And so I'm going to be making sure that they're happy using the product, right. And, uh, you know, taking, um, taking them on the, on the journey to make sure that, uh, they continue to, uh, succeed with the product. I like it. And, uh, you know, my, uh, powers of incredible research that I've been doing around this announcement is, uh, it looks like KubeCost raised 25 million in a series. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They heard I was um, coming. So, um, <laughs> It's, that's right. And so, so is there any money left over after you've taken it all in your uh, first year signing bonus? Yeah. Is there, was there anything left for anyone else? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there are, uh, they're, they're doing a lot of hiring and, uh, you know, we've got, uh, um, I, I'm not sure what my employee number is. It's uh, probably in the 30s somewhere, but, uh, a lot of people join this week. A lot of people join it next week. It's, uh, it's taken off. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's exciting, you know, cause they already have a lot of customers. That's what's kind of crazy is like, you know, they, it it's open source, you know, so there's the open source component is, um, you know, GitHub, KubeCost, and, you know, there is a whole lot of, a whole lot of, you know, thousands of deployments of the open source. And then, you know, the, the, um, you know, the productized version is like, you know, Hey, we'll aggregate things for you and, 
give you, you know, more insights and, you know, canned reports and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, they have, you know, th- thousands of users and hundreds of customers and, you know, it's, it's still early. So that's kind of exciting. I love it. I love it. And so how did you, like, you know, people always want to hear the story. Like, how'd you, you know, how'd you find these people or how'd they find you? Like, how did they, uh, give us, take us behind the scene of the interview process. How does someone, <laughs> how does someone hire Matt Ray? Uh, well, yeah, the key is networking. Um, I, I, I wish, you know, I, um, yeah, when, when I, when I started looking for a new position, uh, I reached out to, you know, people I know and, um, I got some, some really good leads from a lot of folks and I, I talked to a, a lot of exciting, uh, companies, uh, but, uh, Chris A from, uh, the CNCF, um, he, you know, said, Hey, you should check these folks out. You know, it sounds like it's right up your alley. And, uh, it was, you know, they, they were, um, you know, I talked to them, um, pretty early and I talked to a lot of different people, uh, at KubeCost and, you know, every, after every call, I was like, this feels like something I like, you know, it, it was just, you know, I mean, you know, no, listeners, it's true. Uh, listeners hey, of the Mike. show kind of know, like I'm in this weird nerdy intersection of like tech and, uh, you know, business and stuff. And it's like, this is, this is right up there. Cause it's like, you know, people, people using this are not going to be, um, you know, they're, they're not new to DevOps. <laughs> and so, you know, it's a fairly, fairly advanced customer base and they have large cloud spend and, you know, they, you put our stuff in there and it, it starts, you know, just getting to see the customer stuff is really cool. Um, you know, so obviously I can't talk about customers, a lot of NDAs and stuff rolling around, but, um, you know, just seeing the way products are being deployed and the usage patterns, um, it's, it's fascinating. You know, it's, uh, you know, there was a, uh, a quote I heard, um, I, I think it was, <laughs> I think it was Corey Quinn, but he said, you know, if you show me the bill, I can tell you the, the deployment patterns, you know, to paraphrase. <laughs> and it's true. You know, once you start to, once you see a couple of these, you're like, oh, I know where to look. You know, I, I'm starting to see the things to look and, you know, we're productizing some of that, you know, having recommendation engines and like, you know, these are the places to start saving money. Um, and and it's also like, it's a super easy sales. Like, how would you like to buy money for pennies on the dollar? Yeah, no, I do. I do think that's one thing about all of these, you know, I'll just call them largely cost optimization kind of products. It is, it's pretty simple, right? It's like, it yeah. doesn't take like a lot of lead up. Let me explain to you the problem. You're like, no, hey, listen, would you like us to help you reduce your costs? Let's run the tool. Let's see what it's like. And it's sort of, you know, as they say, it pays for itself. Like I yeah, mean, it it's does. doing right if it's doing well. So, yeah. well, listen, congratulations. I see here, it looks like anyone can uh, sign up for a demo. And now it says get up and running in five minutes. I don't know if that's true. I haven't validated that, but I just, I'm just reading the website. So maybe if uh, those listening would like to, they can go to uh, cubecost.com and they can decide if, it, if they, it gets up and running in five minutes. And if it doesn't, you can go into the Slack and you can just uh, tell Matt, that that's not right. And then <laughs> yeah, sure. Hit, hit me up at Slack. Uh, and of course, there's a KubeCast Slack too. So yeah. Um, so, you know, we'll join the software defined talk one first. Yes, and then definitely. Matt will tell you where to go for the other one, you know, because yeah. we, want, we want you in that. So no, in all seriousness, uh, congratulations. I think it's right up your alley. And uh, I think you are going to, I think you know a lot already about all of this, but you're going to learn. I'm learning a lot. I'm interested it's, in it's, six it's months. It's maybe exciting. you can, uh, Give us like some anonymized, like, yeah, here's, here's, here's what I know now. Here's, yeah. here's the answer to all the questions. So now uh, in other, I guess it's not technically Kubernetes news, although I do think I'll channel some Kote. It's like, oh, isn't, doesn't Kubernetes just do this? Uh, no, the answer <laughs> is no. 
Uh, Istio, there's some news out of Istio. Istio has uh, applied to become part of the C, uh, I guess the CNCF or become quote unquote, a cloud native project. This is one of these things where like, I guess I did actually know that they, it wasn't technically Mm -hmm, a CNCF mm -hmm. project, but I've just assumed like, oh yeah, like it will just, it it is a CNCF project. So I'm sure there's been (laughs) like an incredible amount of work and discussion to make this happen. But I will now do what like uh, everybody that is not involved in the process will be like, yeah, that was, that was pretty simple. Of course, that's the way it was going to end. So uh, I don't know. Have you been following this behind the scenes? Like, yeah, I mean, not- really ever in danger of not happening. Like what, what are your, what's your take on it? Well, it, it kind of was right. Because um, just like, uh, you know, uh, when, when Google gave up Kubernetes to the CNCF, uh, you know, there were probably voices, you know, definitely there were voices inside Google that's like, you know, hey, we gave away too much, you know, from the sales side. <laughs> They're like, hey, you know, we didn't monetize this Kubernetes thing as much as we needed to. Um, and so the next few things that came out of Google, they didn't immediately um, really, you know, release to to the comments. You know, they did not give up Knative. They didn't give up um, Istio. You know, they held on to the trademarks, which made it kind of, people tended to, you know, route around some of that because they were unsure of the future. You know, obviously, uh, Istio, um, right. You know, and maybe so, just, just for every, maybe not everybody knows, why don't you give us the one sentence? Like what, what does Istio do inside of, uh, inside of this, the massive Kubernetes machine? <laughs> um, they are, they are a service mesh, right? So they're right. going to handle, um, you know, uh, observe they're going to handle traffic routing and um policies and you know they they provide you know monitoring and visibility of your workload so you know they're just making sure that all your services are talking to each other and finding each other and you're able to keep an eye on all that and you know they're not the only ones doing that um you know there are uh you know there's a standard now around uh Right. There's a way to plug it in, right? There's like a pluggable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, there's for a, there's mesh, a, right? a standard for service meshes. And, and so, uh, you know, they're, they're just oh, giving hold you. hold on. I just got it. The control plane. I got a little, I got a little, <laughs> I got a little, a little person in the chat gave me the right word. Yes. That's what I meant to say. The control plane, Matt, please continue. Yes. Um, they're the control plane, right? So, um, and, and, you know, it's, it's a bit of a crowded space. You know, there, there's multiple, you know, multiple vendors and projects in the space. And um, Istio is one of the larger ones, both in mm-hmm. footprint and in capabilities. Yeah, and the and history, so, right, is that this was open source project. I think it was IBM, Google, and I'm forgetting someone. Someone else was involved in starting it, right? So uh, Lyft. Yeah. yeah, and that, the other thing, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like Istio has traditionally, it's usually described like this. It's, it is the most robust of the service meshes available, but it's also the most complicated. So when I hear people um, that are maybe potentially like selling against it or not even selling against it, or maybe advocating for something else, they will usually st- start to be like, oh, it's so complicated. It's just you know, so complicated. And you, and then they'll say something like only the most complicated environments need that. And, and you probably don't need that. And then they'll show you their service meshes, which I mean, it is honestly, it's a good message. I like that. When I hear that, I'm always like, I'll take simple, but yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But it does seem like, you know, having said that, I do feel like Istio is sort of like, I mean, I guess it's now part of the cloud. I, I, I actually, I don't know, like the breakdown of, of you know, who's using, which we'll have to look at the next, uh, you know, CNCF, uh, you know, landscape survey to see who's using what. 
but they're definitely, you know, if not, you know, the majority, they're in a large percentage. And the yeah. nice thing about having standards is like most people are using like EKS or, you know, uh, yeah. Azure or whatever. And so they don't even know and they don't care. Um, <laughs> but, right. but, but, but the point is, the, the, the point is like, um, you know, they are, you know, there, there's good competition in this space. There's a lot of vendors and it is, you know, uh, I'm sure Kote would say, say, you know, I thought they already did this, but it is kind of a required thing for your Kubernetes deployment to have, you know, something, uh, handling this and, um, you know, and, and yeah, it is a little heavyweight. Uh, it was, I think it was taken out of like, uh, K3S. And I think it was taken out of uh, Knative, um, you know, things that might have, you know, had a smaller footprint, um, but it's, it's pluggable. So, you know, right. um, it is what it is, a, but, but now it's, now it's CNCF. So there's right. going to be so multiple it's... service meshes available to you. But I think the important part, I mean, we're probably glossing over the thing is important. It's like, if you were worried, I was never worried, you know, so on behalf of the industry, I was not worrying about this, but I'll just say, <laughs> if you were worried, that like oh no it's it's not under proper I guess it was always under uh, its own governance but it was if yeah, you will not fully in a foundation that um that you felt like you could trust I f- it feels like that's the big news here right it's like okay it's officially part of the CNCF it's now operated like you know exactly. everything in the CNCF feel free to build your products your anything on top of it I, you know I, I I think I think other vendors. There was some hesitation from other vendors. And so, you know, there there's some names missing from the announcement of, you know, and so you can figure out who's not using it. But, you know, it was definitely, um, you know, it's it's definitely got a large footprint. And this is going to remove that, you know, that one talking point against it. That's true. That's good. And so, and obviously, you know, there are other uh, companies that are building products on top of Istio as well. So obviously for that, those group of companies, you know, it's even better, right? It's like, okay, they don't have to worry. Not that they're, I think. Well, and now they can compete on other stuff too, right? So it's also like a, a bedrock kind of thing that like, if that's all you did, um, you've got a short roadmap, but uh, everyone's, you know, solo and and other folks are building on top of it. I like this. Just got a little, uh, a little fun fact here. Uh, I'm being told that there are 15 service meshes in the CNCF. I'm like, wow, I mean, that's like, <laughs> that's maybe 10 more than I would have guessed. So uh, yeah, wow. yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. well, I don't know. We're going to let Brian Gorisley work this out, Like he's in charge of that now. I mean, I already drafted him. That's his first project. Oh, we'll man. figure out this, this service mesh uh, stuff and tell me like what we need to do with it because. And, 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 I, and I've got, and I've got Werner and he's like, you know, I don't care about it. Don't, don't tell it to me. You know, we, we're not putting that in front of a customer. <laughs> Mads, but your new motto is like, it's fine. I'll just measure the cost of any of it. I guess that's the next question. Like, are you measuring networking costs as well, Matt? Oh, yeah. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it's, right. well, I mean, you know, it, it, it's expanding, you know, it, I mean, it's, it's a fairly new product, but it's already very capable. And so, right. you know, we just keep adding more and more features and you, you just, you know, there's a lot going on. It's, it's really cool. Yeah, well, I think anyone that's going to track the cost of any CNCF projects has a lot has has quite the product roadmap ahead of them. <laughs> that's the plugin we need. We 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 need to show like cost based on CNCF, and it just yeah, breaks they, down per you know like this. This is your stuff. This is stuff you get from CNCF. Isn't that cool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like thirty well, percent of like that. Uh, I hadn't thought as much about it, but I was as I was reading up on this, is like you know one of the benefits you know Istio is sort of you know obviously, you know, trying to make sure these network connections perform well. But the other part is, you know, part of that zero trust message. And I'm starting to think of zero trust. Now it's just more like the shortcut I kind of have to it is sort of like 
certificate-based authentication, right? Kind of machine-to-machine communication. That's sort of like my, my shortcut. Like when people say there's zero trust, I kind of think to myself, well, do you have any passwords anywhere? And the answer is no, no. We're just using these certificates and everything's kind of tied down real nice and tight. You know, it's like that's starting to be like, I think that's sort of, I don't know if that's an emerging, maybe it's something we've been aspiring to, but I feel like, you know, I did an interview with Teleport CEO a while back. They were talking about certificate-based authentication, not using passwords at all. I got another interview, someone uh, talking about API certificates. So, you know, I think this is all part of that story. Like if we ever get to zero trust, that's kind of how it is. It's like, you know, can't have any passwords, none of this stuff here. Let's, let's move to more modern ways of authentication. So that's always a nice, a little nice benefit of Istio as well. So, all right, well, good. Glad to see everyone got it done. Like I said, wasn't worried at all. I knew it was going to happen. So, you know, finally, everyone's uh, is done with that. So now let's move on to the our next uh, important topic because we are financial analysts. We are the number one financial analyst. <laughs> Matt, Matt, yeah, Matt, now that's my job, right? Because if you come to a software defined talk, the one thing you always get, excellent investment advice. So oh, let's, no. review, um, <laughs> let's review oh, the, no. the earnings. So it, well, luckily enough, uh, everybody has, uh, quote unquote, posted the earnings. So we'll start with AWS. So Amazon's cloud unit grew 38.5% year over year. And I think the big takeaway here is looks like they're at about $18 billion for the quarter and very profitable. They uh, AWS threw off over six. Sorry, I just looked at my, my TD Ameritrade account. Oh. <laughs> that's oh. hey hey that's the traders that the trading division isn't doing as well but don't worry we're the strategy analyst division and we're doing great <laughs> so the amazon web services threw off uh 6.5 billion dollars in profit so that's huge i mean i think that in itself that's like to me the big news is that and their stocks down yeah well that's different i mean i think we had to look at aws <laughs> did i would say well right i think now the retail side of amazon not so well, but that's sort of like probably stuff, you know, believe it or not, we're not an expert in everything. I'm not going to say I know that much about retailing, but I think it's pretty easy to make the the argument that like with the pandemic and people pulling back, that there's some obvious reasons that retailing would pull back. But it really, to me, it comes down to this simple. It's like AWS is the profit profit machine inside of Amazon. I don't think, I mean, it's been like that for a while, but I think this is just reiterates that the money and the profit is coming from AWS. What are your thoughts? Um. Yeah. Sorry. I, I was just looking at my my portfolio. That's just sad about it. I have a sad because I knew. Matt, I knew turn that, that off. Come on. Think happy. I, I, happy thoughts. Yeah. Get a new job. I, it's gonna be great. Hey, hey, hey. You Tim know? Cook's still doing good for my portfolio. That's so, right. Well, Tim Cook. So, but yeah, don't yeah. worry. You're you're at a new job. Yeah, see, not so good. Come on, mm-hmm. get it together. Um. But but yeah. Uh. Don't don't take stock advice from me. My my portfolio's. Uh, who? It's only up five percent now. It, it had been anything. up 30%. Uh, well, what do you think about the only thing that I think you could jump out at this a little bit is that compared to the other earnings, we'll go through in a second. Amazon only, quote, only grew 30, what, 36.5%. So I don't know. I don't really feel like that's like, it's still really good. And then the numbers are so big that it's, and like, it's, it's such incredible. A big number. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, I don't, I don't think we can grade down on that. And then the operating margin right? So basically how much of that is profit? Basically, uh, it's all the way up to 35%. So, I mean, on $18 billion, you got 35% profit and you're growing at 36. Uh, That makes the rule of 40, right? I mean, that makes you the number one pick in the software defined talk fantasy cloud draft. And that's why Andy Jassy was the definitive (sighs) best pick. Look at these numbers. You can't argue with them. uh, No, my Apple stock's up 38%. All right, so. well, we'll see what it is. All right, now, in other <laughs> news, Microsoft 
Uh, it's up 35% of my portfolio. It's confusing. <laughs> All right, so I'll just... Microsoft makes it hard on us because they're it's quote unquote part of the intelligent cloud segment, which I don't even know what that means. Yeah. I can never that, it's because it they stuck the Office 365 in there. Yeah, it's you just know, that is a cash cow that delivers. That that is true. Now, uh revenue from Azure and the other cloud services jumped 46%. So a little bit more than uh AWS, but it's we're, we just don't know how much yeah. Azure's revenue is. We know it's not 18 billion, it's probably like between 10 and 15, I guess, would be our guess. But, I mean, who knows, right? It'd be a nice problem to have. That's right. So I think Microsoft, again, solid number two. Nothing's really changed. Doing a great job. Rounding out the big three here, Google Cloud, revenue of $5.82 billion, so significantly smaller than Microsoft and uh, AWS, um, as expected. Um, and they still are losing money, but I guess they're losing less money. But I guess on the growth side, growing 44%. So, the numbers, I think, on Google GCP seem, you know, seem fine, seems kind of in line. I guess we would probably have to grade them down a little bit on growth because the numbers are so much smaller. Although in, it's weird to say that, like, these are huge numbers in themselves. But when you compare them to Amazon and Microsoft, it's like, oh, you're not, you're just a lot smaller. So you could think, you can maybe make the argument they should be growing faster. So I think that's what we have to watch going forward. All right, Matt. So what's our stock pick here? Do we do anything to the portfolio or do we leave it exactly what it is? Oh, man. I, you know, I can't see it. Matt's just dazed because he opened his... I, I'm in a great. daze. I, gotta, well, I have to turn off that, the ability for you to log into your investment accounts during the podcast. Oh I, yeah. I can well, tell you... I, I, you, I've got a bunch of I've got a bunch of long shots. And a there's lot a lot of, of self-loathing in Matt's that, well, eyes right now. You, you know, it, it's... it's uh, all my space stocks are, you know, terrible. Um, you know, I'm looking at you, you know, uh, Planet Labs and Rocket Lab and, you know, um, but even even some of the stalwarts that I thought would be, you know, fairly solid, like Amazon is down 15% of my portfolio. And that's a big chunk, right? Um, but, but uh, you know, I would say uh, hold steady with, uh, you know, with uh, your apples and uh, uh, my, my number one performer is NVIDIA because uh, I bought them like, I don't know, two years ago. And, uh, you know, the, Ar- the ARM, you know, purchase was a small setback, but they're still up 55% of my portfolio. <laughs> well, there's a good, if you want to like history, uh, the history of NVIDIA, I listened to uh, the Acquired podcast, did a two yeah. parts on uh, NVIDIA and like their founder. And it's like, company's just crazy. It has crazy history. I didn't like, I mean, they basically, there's like almost like two entire histories inside of this one company. So if you want to learn more about NVIDIA, I'd say go listen to them. We'll put a, a link in that to the show notes. Now, well, Matt, since you're sort of, you know, investing in the up and comers, the other thing that caught my eye is uh, Akamai launches managed database offering for MySQL, Postgres, what Redis and uh, MongoDB. So I've been, I'm just sort of interested, like where are the challengers to kind of all these clouds going to come from? And I, I think Akamai has been doing some stuff, right? Because didn't they buy Linode? Do I have that right? Was it one yep, they yep. the ones? Yeah. So they're getting themselves an infrastructure as a service. Now they have databases as a service. Do we think, do we see anything here? Like, do we think that there's any chance over a period of time that an Akamai can slowly climb up into the rakes uh, of the hyperscalers? Um, I, you know, it's, it's the same conversation we've had with Cloudflare, right? They, mm-hmm. they are I also really like, I like them too. Yes. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, uh, but I'm, I'm, and throw I'm Trilio sure. in there too. These are my three. These are the three upstarts that I want well, to see them. Because right? they're, they're, you know, you don't think of them as doing things besides, you know, voice and SMS, but you know, they've got some other services and they're, they're coming around the, the edges and, 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a, a uh, there's a fair number of these these folks who are you know they've got really solid businesses and they're expanding mm-hmm. into the peripheral services that you know you're going to need. Um, probably you know if if you're using a CDN like Akamai or or a, a Cloudflare, or, um, you're going to you know start looking at these other services and maybe that's your entryway into cloud and they are focusing on the, you know, really easy consumable services that are probably, you know, quote unquote overpriced uh, from, from AWS and the like. And so I think there's a lot of growth potential there, but um, I don't think they're a challenger uh, on the, the, not in the magic quadrant yet. They're not, not they're not, they're not magic quadrant challengers, but they're, they're going to just keep eating away at the margins of the big, players and you know your margins are somebody else's opportunity and so uh um that's that's what they're doing so you know they'll mm-hmm. they'll continue to take the, the the you know the air out of those balloons but uh there's you know i don't think I, you know it's it's good business it's just a yeah. good business well i think it's interesting you know you kind of made the point there that akamai and um cloudflare are both cdn i mean i guess I don't know if they would like that that uh characterization but they're really both cdn so i don't know i wonder if there's just something about you know, you have all these points of presence and you're kind of good at building data centers or managing infrastructure. Is it the natural next step to just go ahead and offer infrastructure as a service, database as a service? Like it's not that giant a leap. Is that, I don't know, are they, I guess, is that positioning helpful or is there like somebody else? Because I guess Twilio, to be fair, Twilio, you know, I don't know, they probably don't really do that, right? So it's sort of, they have a different set of expertise. So I don't know, it would be interesting to see if the CDNs can kind of, if you will, slowly uh, move into, I don't know, we'll call it infrastructure as a service. Maybe there could be some uh, innovators dilemma happening here, right? You know, the challengers move up. Probably not, though. It probably, it's hard to like, even I have a hard time. I don't know. If, are they going to make it into the Matt Ray stock portfolio? Are you, do you have a buy or on uh, either one of these? Well, the, the problem is I haven't put more money into the portfolio. So I, 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 I took, you know, this nest egg and put it there and it went, you know, high highs. I think uh, mm-hmm. I was just running some numbers. Uh, I was up 65% at one point. Right. Uh, and I'm currently- yeah, I think a Melvin egg. Capital situation goes here, right? You're going to, you've like returned, given all your earnings back. You're, you're going to be basically- I, I, I'm still up 8%, but, mm-hmm. you know, uh, over two years, that's not a great return. Um, all right. Well, hey, with that note, I just want to let everyone know we always are interested in new advertisers for software defined talk. And it sounds like Matt Ray needs to replenish the uh, the cloud software defined talk uh, hedge fund. Looks like we're we are going to be taking on new capital in, in this coming uh, FY twenty three. So feel free to contact sure. us, yeah. and don't worry, we won't invest the money for you. We'll have Matt Ray do it. That's what you want. To, that's exactly what you want. Well, the the, the problem is I, I I just I can't cut my dogs loose. Right? You you look at something that's down eighty three percent. Too much and you're emotion. Like, that you gotta you gotta let go. You gotta have a stop loss. In there, yeah. got to just walk away when you're up thirty percent. Just take it, get out, right? You, you know, you're just you're too attached. I, I should have. I, I, I put that on a bunch of stuff, and that's how I got out of like. You know what the um, problem is? You have pets. It's just you're just too attached. You need to get rid of the pets. You need to just become just like a machine. You know, just yeah. like who was that famous? Well, I, and, and I had that. Guy? You need more monitors. You need to be one hundred percent focused on I, I, math and just have no personal attachments in life. That would make you a great trader. Mm. Yeah, that that's my problem. Is is I I set the rules for for the 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 the, the big boys, you know, the the big stocks that the things that I had big positions in. I set rules that like if they went down a certain percentage to sell to get out. And so I got out of I got out of uh, 
uh, Zoom when it was up like 250% return. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I was like, nice. hey, I got out of the peak on that. When but the others. Execute on Zoombox, you're like, yep, got to get out of this thing. Okay. This thing, you know, that, that dog won't hunt. And, but the thing is, I, I didn't put that in and, and I got out of Amazon uh, before and then I re-upped and I didn't put the rules in again for Amazon. So mm-hmm. that's, that's why, you know, I'm down 15% on Amazon and, um, and I didn't put it in for the small bets. So I, I, I took a lot of like, Hey, I'll take a flyer on this and see what happens. And some of them went up and I held on to them for too long. And some of them just went down, down, down. Like most of the, the space stocks are, are not good. Um, the, you know, cause there's like, yeah, there's a bunch of space stocks that I'm in and there are, uh, uh, some energy ones that, uh, you know, they'll come around, but like, you know, and, and the SPACs, all the SPACs suck. All right. So <laughs> let me summarize this. Uh, don't take any Matt Ray advice. Don't take any advice from that's, me. That's the, that's the inqu- summary. I, some people in the chat are asking for your picks, I think because they want to bet against you, Matt, but I, I don't know. I'm not, <laughs> not sure what they're saying. There, wait, wait, but, wait. Uh, I, 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 I did have like, you know, $500 that I just threw into Hashi. And of course it's up like tw- to 1200. Well, so there you go. Now, speaking of stocks, there's been a a group of employees that are probably not going to have any stock here pretty shortly. So we'll talk about it briefly. Uh, You know, in case you've been living under, I don't know, some type of Internet rock or, you know, just having access to any media anywhere. Elon Musk buying Twitter. It has launched. Literally everyone has commented on it. I don't I was trying to think of something new to say. Not sure we even know what is new to say. I will say this, though. It does seem like for the Twitter employees. And I, I was listening, uh, I guess some of the um, audio was uh, from the recent All Hands, I guess the All Hands that happened this week after that was announced Elon was taking it over. And it was like, it sounds like there's a lot of disappointment at Twitter. And I, I, I you know, the one thing that tw- current Twitter CEOs, I think he said something to the effect, it's like, hey, we're just going to continue to execute things as normal. And I will just assure you, the one thing that will is that I'm sure is going to happen, nothing at Twitter in the next few months is going to be normal. It's going to be a 100% as different as it possibly can. Now, my only real thought about this is like, I think it's going to lead to a bunch of people either being forced to leave or wanting to leave. But in the true lemon out of lemonade scenario here, I think between this news at Twitter, some of the Netflix uh, stock not doing as well, and some of the Netflix employees maybe deciding they want to move on is that you could potentially have a ton of tech talent kind of like sort of exit at the same time that I think is probably interested in starting their own thing. So do you think we'll see like a little, like we'll call it, I don't know, the Elon uh, startup bubble kind of pop out? The, the, as the um, yeah. yeah, or maybe it's the Reed Hastings, Elon Musk kind of like, you know, kind of with those companies kind of go undergoing big changes. Do you think we're going to say here, like maybe in the next two years, we're going to have a whole bunch of little startups pop out. And of course, maybe a couple of them get real big and, and exciting. What, what's your take? So. What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> I, I hope so. Uh, you know, I, I do feel like... Uh, uh, we're running out of companies to talk about, and uh, there, there's been a lot of consolidation. And um, I think it's time for uh, some fresh new ideas uh, in the marketplace. And so, uh, you know, I look forward to, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully we can have like a retrospective in, you know, 18 months or whatever and be like, you know, these four companies, you know, came out of that, you know, this, you know, these, these two Netflix internal projects turned into these startups and, you know, this Twitter team did this and, you know, hopefully there's some uh, interesting things coming out of that. I feel like this is, that's going to be the first slide of the next, whatever, like hundred uh, pitch decks that are kind of shown around uh, the VCs out there in Silicon Valley. Be like, uh, we're two former employees from uh, Twitter and Netflix or vice versa. And uh, we've always wanted to do this 
idea and this idea is great because of this reasons and and, re, and the time is now because we've made some money in our previous jobs and there's obvious reasons why they left like that's just going to be like a, a story that's going to be told like a million different times mm-hmm. i don't know what else i was trying to think like do we have any other advice for the for the twitter because i think i don't know no nobody's ever been through an acquisition quite like this i was thinking of like what would the normal acquisition stuff i would say something like well most acquisitions kind of go slow they don't necessarily be massive failures usually, but they're, they don't usually have radical change either. Like most of the time it's kind of like just a non, not much really happens. But in this case, that doesn't seem to apply. Like who knows? Like, I mean, anything seems possible in this kind of acquisition, one person buying an entire company and, and can kind of come in and just do anything. Cause that's the one thing that's really different here is that the pace of change, I think will be super fast, right? Like people will either be gone or new product features will come out, but they're like nothing about it sent, that I sense will be slow. Now it could be good or it could be really, really bad, but I don't think it'll be slow. What do you think? Uh, I think, I think, um, I, so, you know, my, my marketing guy, uh, now that he's taken over Twitter, um, <laughs> I think he's going to back out. I think he's, really, I think he's gonna back out. Think, really? I'm calling my shot. I think he's going to back out because, um, he's got a billion dollar back out fee or something like that. But I think mm-hmm. the valuation is, for him, for that, for his wealth is kind of nothing. I mean, it's not very, it's uh, like, yeah, exactly. But, um, but I think, I think he got what he wanted. He, he shook up Twitter a lot. And you can see like, you know, it got, you know, there's this massive influx of new users and an outflux of users at the same time and change the conversation and people are fleeing it. And so he's like, um, I don't, I don't think he really wanted to like, I think he just wanted to stick his, you know, stick a stick in a, in a honey and a beehive and, and just see what pops out. Right. And so he, he messed up the hornet nest and now like, you know, the company's, on shaky footing people are leaving and it's like if he takes over he's not going to make more money with it i mean he might have some ideas but he he shook them up a lot and i think um i I don't think financially it makes a lot of sense he's they're they're not going to be worth what he's offering them uh after what he did to them no i think i don't i i normally would like to like pretend like I have some like really good strong opinion here. And it's like, I, what you just said there makes sense. I could see, I could see that happening, but I don't know. At the same time, it just feels like, well, doesn't he have other things to deal with? He just got to get us to Mars, man. Well, I think this is the hardest thing about like an acquisition like this is like, it's really just driven by one person who's kind of known to be, you know, I don't know, to make a lot of rash decisions. Right. I mean, I don't think, I think that's not like, I don't think that's any news. And so, like, I don't know, like in other places, there'd be like, oh, the company works like this, or there's bureaucracy, or there's sort of like some kind of culture to kind of point to, to like how decisions get made. But like, I, I mean, when you just read Elon Musk's Twitter feed, if if you are so inclined, you're like, it's just so random, right? And there's just exactly. like stuff all over the place. So that's why I just think it's kind of the things like, I have no idea what's going to happen. I have zero, but I I would say, you know, if, if I was at Twitter, I would just be like, yeah, I think you got a plan for like, if you don't, if that's not, if he's not aligned with someone you want to work with, like now's the time to like start making plans to like go do something else. Like, I don't. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, he, he, he shook them up a lot, you know, clearly like employees are, are, are bailing and, you know, users are bailing and, and, you know, being replaced by <laughs> the reason they're bailing. And, you know, there's just, I don't know. I, I don't know what he wanted. 
but mm-hmm. he can't look at that and say like, oh, I've got to, you know, I'm going to make so much more money with that. I, I don't know. I think. Well, I thought the one thing that someone uh, put in the software behind t- Slack this week that I thought was interesting. And I, I want to be careful because I just I'm not 100 percent sure that it, it it was accurate. But like I'm just, I'll, you know, having said that disclaimer was that it sounded like to check in code at Twitter, like you now had to have like a VP do a code yeah. review. Right. And so. I was like, wow, that's sort of like, I've never seen anything like that, right? You know, because the idea like, you know, hey, we're business as usual, let's keep going. But like, you're so, um, the company is so worried about something bad happening that they've sort of, you know, because think about how hard that would be. Like, if you're like, hey, I'm just doing my job and I'm checking things in, like, that would be pretty amazing for like such a large, you know, software-based company to do it. So that was, that was kind of shocking to me. So, but again, like, I, you know, if I'm, if I'm, just spreading rumors and that didn't really happen or that was sort of just some random thing, you know, someone correct me, but that was like the biggest, most unusual thing I saw about that. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. That's why he runs my marketing department. (laughs) All right. Well, you, you drafted them. You're, you're going to have to live with it, Matt, one way or the other. Um, But Matt, speaking of marketing, listen, you know, here at Software Defined Talk, we have a huge marketing budget and we spend all of it on stickers. So this week I sent stickers (laughs) to Sam in uh, Cambridge. He tells us he really enjoys our conversation. So Sam, we really appreciate hearing that. And if you would like to have a sticker, we can send them anywhere in the world. If you send your postal address to me at stickers at softwaredefinedtalk.com. I'll be happy to send you a sticker anywhere in the world. I'd be happy to send you as many stickers as you want. So if you want a couple, let me know. You want one for your whole team, just let me know. I'll be happy to do that. And then, Matt, did you know we have a bunch of conferences coming up, but Software Defined Talk, at least myself and JJ, are going to be at the DAT conference. That's uh, here in Texas, up in Round Rock, so not far from Austin, just north, on uh, May 23rd through the 26th. And we'll be doing some type of live recording there, which will be really, really good. Uh, Cote is going to be at DevOps Days Austin. So that's happening next week, May 4th and 5th. So if you're in town or there. Uh, you, you want to register for that and check that one out. Uh, DevOps Days Chicago, that's going to happen May 10th and 11th. And then there's a whole bunch of other conferences you can uh, look for the rest of the summer. You know, Matt, I'm sure you'll be at one of these conferences. I'm, I'm going to try. <laughs> it's not. still a long haul. Yeah. And I guess we should all like it. You're still going to be based in Australia, right? You're not moving. There's no. Uh, no uh, not yet. Okay, not yet. <laughs> not yet. So Matt's still in Sydney. So if uh, if you want to find Matt, you, you know where to get him. All right, Matt, having said all of that, what is your recommendation this week? Uh, so uh, I had a, a little bit of downtime um, before starting my new job. And I, uh, I, I play... I played a game called Factorio before. I think I've it was a pick once a long time ago. Um, I picked this week is a uh, expansion pack for Factorio um, called uh, the Factorio Story um, uh, Story Pack. It's uh, this dude in Czech Republic has put together ten um, stories, like a, a campaign for a game that had no campaign mode. So it's it's quite impressive. Um, and this you, is the, you know, uh, like, well, you play, it's like, it's a co-op game, right? Like, is, or uh, it, can it, it, it can be, it can be, it's, it's, you know, it's with your son or something or my, I, 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 I have played it with my son. Okay. Um, All right. It's, uh-huh. you know, if it, it's, uh, you're building, you, you know, crash land on a planet and, uh, you have to build, you know, your civilization from starting from scratch. And so, you know, you build 
uh, you build stone and iron and steel and, you know, work your way up to, uh, you know, drones. And, you know, the, the goal is to get to space flight and get off the planet. Um, <clears throat> and then, the, you know, this guy put together a campaign for a, a game that has no, like, mod engine. It has no, like, you know, campaign builder. And it's uh, it's very impressive. So, uh, you know, I threw him a couple bucks on his Patreon and uh, looking forward to how that goes. Nice. Well, I want to check it out. Well, it reminds me of like, you know, Netflix big plan is to like get into gaming. And then I hear all this stuff like this is another example of like, man, gaming, very difficult. People like <laughs> just gamers just build stuff they want. It's all this. Random yeah. Stuff. Yeah. It's just like it's fun stuff. And it's like I, I think part of it is sort of like the mods and everything. And I'm always like, unless you're doing all that kind of stuff or you understand that culture. man, I, I don't know. Netflix, I worry about you. I would I maybe just make better TV shows. I've, that's <sighs> man, like my, my Netflix one page <sighs> pitch. For uh, Reed Hastings, like you need to make better t- television and movies. Don't don't build games, but we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, all right, well, closing out um, our annual uh, sports podcast that we do when Cote is not here in the spring. I'm going to recommend uh, the Formula One TV uh, app. So F1 TV. I've gotten into Formula One over the last year. Uh, if you've never uh, seen Formula One or you're not you think to yourself not that interested, you know what you should do: go watch the Netflix series Drive to Survive kind of like shows you who all the drivers are. I think it's really compelling TV, fun to watch, even if you're not a sports fan. But then this year I went ahead and I signed up for the F1 TV app. It's great. And it's like, you know, I can watch all the races on uh, my phone, Apple TV. Uh, and it's uh, really nice because it has a bunch of different feeds, a bunch of different stats. So once you know who all the drivers are and you can uh, listen to all the commentary as they're uh, racing around. And I really like it. I think it's been really fun. So if you're interested in uh, wasting more of your time and by watching sports, check out the F1 TV app. And that's going to close it out this week. If you want to uh, learn more about Software Defined Talk, you should go to softwaredefinedtalk.com. There you'll see links to all our episodes. Uh, Matt, did you know we have almost, I think we have every single social that there is. We have Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. So I don't know. And we even have a TikTok. uh, That's out there as well. Although, I'll be honest with you. Not much content on the TikTok. I got to go. I just, I just, I'm not hey, sure we're missing out on, on Weibo and uh, Baidu and, you know. Well, uh, we're working on it. We'll continue. I'll get with the social media team and I'll make sure everyone, we get more posting out there. I am on Signal though. All right. And with that, <laughs> we will talk to you next week. Goodbye. I, I should have put in like, you know, 5,000. Yeah. I, well, you know, you know, I didn't instead, you know, I've got like, you're the you know, first person to ever like, think about maybe if I can go back in time. I'll put more money in my winners. Funny enough, Cote is in the United States, but somehow, somehow he's further away. You know, you know how that works. Like you, you leave, you get closer, but you get further away. So it's a big know. country.